The Way Out Podcast, episode 158. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as if from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in spiritual condition. For the wise have always known that no one can make much of his life until self-searching becomes a regular habit, until he is able to admit and accept what he finds, and until he patiently and persistently tries to correct what is wrong. Suppose you say something insensitive or crude, and as soon as it pops out of your mouth, you realize it was not the right thing to say to that person. As step 10 suggests, you apologize immediately and tell the person that you were wrong and you should never have said it. Then you can walk away knowing you have done your part to make it right. If the other person wants to hold on to it and remain angry about it, it is their problem, not yours. Right. The steps are to help you make progress. In the end, you apologized for your spiritual benefit more than for their benefit. Welcome Way Out faithful and first timers to this week's installment of the Way Out podcast. We appreciate your ears. Our mission is simple, to bring you powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics so you can jumpstart or re-energize your recovery from alcoholism and addiction. The Way Out podcast does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12-step organization. The Way Out podcast partners with All Recovery Rings and allrecoveryrings.com, where you'll find stunning recovery rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's allrecoveryrings.com. The Way Out podcast is a proud supporter of Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous, online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check us out on the web at www.wayoutcast.com. There you can subscribe to ensure you get the latest episodes first on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Help us recover out loud by giving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast app. Your voice matters, so share your thoughts on recovery with us by calling us at 218-382-1960 or leaving a message with us on the Anchor app, available for Android and Apple. Every week, we'll be asking for your thoughts on next week's topic. Someone, somewhere, needs to hear your share. Finally, a word of caution. This podcast may contain strong language and mature content. Listener discretion is advised. The Way Out Podcast is on right now. Along with Jason, I'm Charlie, and this week we're continuing our series on the 12 steps with our focus now turning squarely to step 10. In many ways, this step is a litmus test in identifying if we're truly willing to put the principles of the 12 steps to daily continual practice within ourselves and those around us. Are we willing to take a regular self-inventory? Are we willing to take responsibility for our actions no matter what the circumstances are? Perseverance is the underlying principle at work here, and it is an indispensable asset to making good on the directive of Step 10. A regular Step 10 worked well is well worth the effort and will pay handsome dividends to the quality of your recovery. 
We'll get you up to speed on exactly what Step 10 is, why we work it, how we work it, and what we can expect as a result of this vital step. Plus, we share feedback from the sober and serious community and take your calls. Listen up. Jason. Hey. Welcome to the 158th rendition of the Way Out podcast. We are talking Step 10. Step 10. Step 10 reads, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. It does. So we got a couple of definitions to get out of the way right off the top. Really what we want to accomplish in this episode, like the previous step-based episodes, we want to let you know what <laughs> Step 10 is. Yes why we work step 10, what step 10 is like when we work it, and what we can expect coming out of step 10. Right? So we're going to walk through all of those things. So if you've never worked step 10, if you're new in recovery, if you're working through the steps, if you're contemplating recovery, this is going to be a really great opportunity to get a, a, a real good understanding, working understanding, practical understanding of what step 10 is. Let's get some definitions out of the way. The two words I pulled were inventory and prompt. We've covered a lot of these other ones in previous episodes, so go ahead and check those episodes out if you haven't already. And you'll get definitions of a lot of these other words. But inventory means, especially in this case, a list of traits, preferences, attitudes, interests, or abilities used to evaluate personal characteristics or skills. Right on. I so like that. that's the kind of inventory we're taking. Yeah, it's I've never heard that inventory. definition. I, I guess I was thinking it would be more of like a... You know, a taking stock, like a stock kind of inventory, like for a business, which is everything, right? It's That's right. It's not just the bad stuff that you're going to throw out or the stuff that you got on hand that's still good to sell. It's all of it. So, that you know, I think that was helpful to me to hear when I first had to start taking this step on was that I don't, I have to be uh, giving myself pats on the back and, and, and like the credit and, and trying to recognize, yeah, trying to recognize growth, trying to recognize when we've displayed a change in behavior. Right. And I do that a lot in recovery where I, I know that I got room to grow and I know I've got opportunities to grow, mm -hmm. but I also really make a concerted effort to identify instances where I chose a different action that was very different than what I used to do. Right. Right. So, yeah. 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 So, and you're right. This is a, this is a personal inventory. So it's, it's, it's the inventory is the same as the inventory as we worked in step four. That's the kind of inventory we're talking about. We're talking about an inventory of our character, of our thoughts and actions, more importantly. Attitudes, yeah. Behaviors, right? The behaviors and actions are the big thing, right? Right. Let's not get caught up, you know, trying to arbitrate our thoughts right away, <laughs> right? Like well, that's somebody once told, somebody once told me we can't we can't control the thoughts that come in our head, but we can control the behavior that we that we put behind it. Bingo. So not everything needs to be you know acted upon. Um we got to we got to figure out how to learn how to put filters in between our thoughts and what we do. Um That's right. Like a sponsor, like trusted advisor whatever friends in the fellowship or whatever but yeah you know run shit through a few filters and see what comes out the other end you know 
one of the things I er- learned very early in recovery, which was really transformational at the time and still really is, is that I don't have to act the way I feel. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know? And yeah, I made I a did, career, I... dude. I made a career out of acting the way I felt. Yeah, yeah. And it was a shit show. And I believed, I truly believed I didn't have another option, like that That I was a... um. I was ruled by my emotions or like your hand was forced by other yeah, I was absolutely it was somebody or it, something yes. else's fault right I like was ruled and dominated yeah by yeah mm-hmm. caused by something else yeah and a lot of times it was my emotions right like but it's never my fault right like no never, man no no, new, 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 new. And then it's funny, the never my fault part, because, you know, continued to take a personal inventory in when we were wrong, promptly admitted it, owning it, right? So prompt yeah. means being ready and quick to act as a, an occasion demands or performed readily or immediately, right? So that's a good working definition of prompt. We mean as soon as possible. That's what we mean by prompt, right? As right. soon as possible. So if we say this in a different way, okay, we're continuing to evaluate our behaviors and actions mm-hmm. and how we show up in life, in our relationships, And when we are wrong, when we have a wrong action or a wrong behavior, usually indicated by somebody getting hurt or upset, usually. Right. But not always, but (laughs) often, often, right? Then we admit that and own it. And for me, it's not just admitting it. For me, I always have to take it a step further and I have to own it. Right. So I could admit it. Right. But for me, that, again, doesn't really take it to the level that I need to take it to in order to really be on the path I need to be on. I need to own it in a way, in a humble way, you know, and there's a lot of examples that we can pull. But one of the most recent examples I can pull that 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 is very step 10 yesterday. I uh, was working with uh, my boys, uh, the bo- uh, my youngest son's mom, and I was saying, hey, uh, so my youngest son, I take him to his, my dad's, his grandpa's every weekend, and he mows my dad's lawn, his grandpa's lawn, and he gets paid to do it, and he gets extra drive time, so he's trying to learn his per. he's trying to get his permit, so he needs a lot of drive time in order to get that. So it's, it's a really good thing. Every weekend he gets an hour and a half of drive time and he, and he does something that's not a video game and he yeah. gets paid <laughs> and it helps my dad out. Who's 81 years old. So it's like a win, 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 win. Right. Right. Uh, Alex likes doing it. Likes, likes getting paid, likes feeling like he's helping his grandpa. Right. I get to see yeah. my dad, which is great. I get to spend time with Alex. It's just a, uh, it's a great deal we do every weekend. Cool. But I forgot to tell him this weekend that we were going to do it yesterday instead of today. I told his mom, but I didn't <laughs> tell him. Right. So I'm ready to go pick him up because I've already worked it all out with his mom that I'm going to go pick him up on Saturday. And we're going to go. And we're going to do it. And Alex calls me and he said, and he's like, um, what are we doing? And I was immediately, oh, Oh, I didn't tell you at all. <laughs> you know, and he's pissed, of course. Right. And when I was drinking and using, I would have said, what's the big deal? Right. What else do you have going on? You're 15. Get over it. Right. It's not right. my fault. Your mom didn't tell you those kinds of things. Right. Right. But instead, I took a breath and I said, I am really sorry. That's my fault. I should have told you, and I didn't. 
And I didn't make an excuse. I didn't say it's his mom's fault. I did. I just owned it. Right. And he went immediately from upset to forgiving in five seconds. That's awesome. You know, and then he said, you know what? Actually, too, this today works better because I want to play D&D with my friends on Sunday. So that'll let me do that, too. So this actually works out better. But if I would have came at him and said, what do you care? You don't have anything going on. Your mom should have told you he would have been pissed as hell. Right. So just a, an yeah. example. Right. A small example, but a meaningful example. Dude, that's super cool. I, I actually have a really good story, too, that would be for that bring it yeah. bring it oh. you sure you're done <laughs> i'm done bring it All yeah right. so yeah that was just you know to sum it up it could be a very it, it, you know these are the small things what a lot of people call the little ankle biter things right right that maybe don't seem like they're that big of a deal they're a huge deal Amen. they're a huge deal dude that's like i was i had my son this weekend and um he broke my girlfriend's tv a couple like a month. It was like a month ago. Right. Right. You were, I think you were saying that off air one time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I showed you pictures. (laughs) He really fucked it up. Oh, Uh, and so, you know, when, when that happened, we had laid out some things, you know, punishments. And one of them was, you know, no screen time of any sort, which would include TV or movies, um, you know, video games, uh, YouTube, whatever for two full weekends minimum. And that was on condition that he, if he didn't complain about it. Okay. And then, right. Um, but then he had gotten in trouble too at school and some other things happened. So we had discussed some more further stuff after the fact with me and we were all in the room, me and my ex-wife and her husband and, and my girlfriend, we were talking about it and yeah, so ended up saying that he's not going to ever have devices, games, or the uh, or any of that, you know, like YouTube or any of that shit, like indefinitely now. So in my mind, I guess I jumbled them together. And so anyway, and it's been a month, mind you, and it's been a crazy month of that. So I have him the other day, and I was watching some TV, <laughs> and she wasn't here, and we were on the phone, and then she was like, what are you doing? Cause it was loud and I was like, uh, you know, just fucking leaving this room cause the TV's on. And she was like, dude, you know what the hell? And so I had to admit to my son that I made a mistake, you know, and remind yep. him and remind him about why, you know, that he was on punishment, why he was on punishment and that it was, that it was very important. It was important to Alicia it was important for us to honor her and the fact, cause she got her TV broken. Right. You know? And, um, at first I was, this was a hard, this kind of was a hard situation, dude, for me because absolutely, of, man, it's because I had to feel, cause I had to feel my way through it. Yeah. And I think I get more touchy when you're talking about parenting, you know, absolutely. I've worked really hard to get where I am with my kid, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, when it, when it was just me, you know, not being in a commitment for the last few years, like a real serious relationship, I was starting to get to the point where I was feeling like I kind of got this dad thing down for the most part. Yeah. And you know, now I got like a mirror and a partner to, to work together on. And I want to send my son the right messages. You know, I want him to know the importance of things. I want him to know the importance of honoring people and, and that, you know, and I want to show him that I do the same thing. So like, you know, it was really important for me to, to admit it and then continue on in the punishment for the rest of the weekend, which he only did end up watching at like a half hour of TV. So it wasn't like I really screwed it up super bad, but it's not the point point, right? It was, it was all about me having to feel my way through that and finally realize shit. Yeah, and have to own it, right? Yeah, and I had to do something about it. Like, right. that's what what it's about, you know, like actually being able to make something right. You make it right by turning away from that, you know, admitting you messed up and owning it, like you said, and then and then turning away from 
what you were doing wrong, you know? And I was, I was pretty happy with how it turned out. We ended up, I'm just learning as I go over here, you know, in my relationships with my kid, with my girl, with anyone around me, I'm learning. And, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that, man. Like I'm still a work in progress. Like no doubt started. about it, man. No doubt about it. One of the things in terms of step 10 that I've found for me is even when my intentions are good, sometimes, you know, I end up being wrong or hurting somebody or offending somebody, right? And I still have to own that. And I still have to, I still have to work a step 10 around that. And I have to take an inventory and I have to say, okay, well, this is what I set out to do, but this is what happened. And, you know, now I get to own this and, you know, uh, uh, repair the relationship so that, you know, we can move forward and, uh, you know, without, you know, being righteously indignant or, you know, uh, angry about it or resentful. And that's not always easy. No. (laughs) That's why this is a daily practice, right? My sponsor, dude, this shit was funny as hell. Earlier, I'm upstairs and I'm eating some pizza and I was like, dude, we're doing our show on Step 10 tonight. I'm like, you should call the show. And he goes, he goes, what's it on? I said, step 10, dude. And then, <laughs> and then, and then his wife asked what that is. And he said what it was. And, but then he like, he goes to me, he goes, Oh, I don't want to come on that. He's like, that's like my least favorite step. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, why? Cause it's the one you got to do every day. He's like, shit, try like four or five, six times a day on a good day. Dude, 100%. And, and 100%. I laughed so hard. He was obviously joking. I mean, the you know, we we recognize the value in it or we wouldn't continue this lifestyle. Obviously. But it was hilarious. And this is a really important step for a number of different reasons. So let's talk about why we work it. Nobody likes to admit to being wrong, but it is absolutely necessary to maintain spiritual progress and recovery. Step 10 may be one of the least popular of all the 12 steps, but it is simply no fun to be wrong because it is simply no fun to be wrong and then have to admit it. But without this step, progress toward recovery cannot, cannot only cease, it can actually lose ground. Amen. We can actually regress if we don't work this step. It is another process which seems on the surface to be difficult to face, but in actuality, it is as much a benefit to the one admitting the wrong as it is to the person who was wronged. By promptly facing mistakes and taking responsibility for them, it prevents situations from festering into resentments and anger that can become really big problems. Amen. Step 10 helps to keep the spiritual house clean. All humans and, (laughs) you know, all humans are bound to make mistakes and errors. Owning up to those wrongs quickly settles the issue. Rather than weighing on the conscience or building up to produce greater consequence, the mistake is corrected promptly, and then the problem nipped in the bud. For example, suppose you say something insensitive or crude, and as soon as it pops out of your mouth, you realize it was not the right thing to say to that person. As step 10 suggests, you apologize immediately and tell the person that you were wrong and you should never have said it. Then you can walk away knowing you have done your part to make it right. If the other person wants to hold on to it and remain angry about it, it is their problem, not yours. Right. The steps are to help you make progress. In the end, you apologized for your spiritual benefit more than for their benefit. Right. Well, they say, you know, we're keeping our side of the street clean. You know, you hear that in the rooms. Absolutely. It's a really good analogy for it. It's the whole purpose behind it. And it is uncomfortable, dude, you know, but it's worth it to be willing to get uncomfortable. So we now we know what step 10 is, which is a daily process, a continual process of 
<laughs> identifying when we made mistakes, errors, wrongs, hurt people, right? And then promptly made it right, right? So that's what it is. And why we do it is really twofold. Number one, right? We're keeping our side of the street clean, which allows us to be free of resentments, okay? And bigger spiritual problems. Okay? If we if we allow these to accumulate, the little things turn into big things. It's like this. If I don't make that apology, if I don't make it right, I put another rock in my backpack and I put another rock in my backpack. Every time I don't practice step 10 and I, and I think it's not a big deal and I think right. they should just get over it. And I think By it's, the way, that's the biggest lie. I think that you can ever tell yourself is it's not a big deal. Cause if it's not a big deal, then why are you saying that? Bingo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bingo. Oh Bingo. My and God. you're just tossing another rock in your backpack, right? Yep. And sooner rather than later, you're weighed down. Right. Mm. And that is not a good thing when we're trying to stay sober. No, man. Forever. (laughs) So that is the deal. Yeah. And we need to be vigilant. We need to be persistent. Okay. When it comes to this step and realize that all wrongs, mistakes, hurts are the ones that we need to address. Right. I don't want to do another fourth and fifth step. And I don't have to as long as I am vigilant about a te- about my tenth, right? Because right? it's continual. It's a mini mini version, right? That's right. Of all the mother steps. That's right. So we're making progress, not perfection, and we're just doing the best we can to keep our side of the street clean, so that we can continue to be resentment free, which allows that spiritual channel to stay open, right? Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then the resentment and the anger and the bitterness blocks my, my spiritual channel, and then I get sick. Yeah. The 12 by 12 says, as we work the first nine steps, we prepare ourselves for the adventure of a new life. But when we approach step 10, we commence to put our AA way of living into practical use day by day, in fair weather or foul. Then comes the acid test. Can we stay sober, keep an emotional balance, and live to good purpose under all conditions? A continuous look at our assets and liabilities and a real desire to learn and grow by this means are necessities for us. We alcoholics have learned this the hard way. More experienced people, of course, in all times and places have practiced unsparing self-survey and criticism. For the wise have always known that no one can make much of his life until self-searching becomes a regular habit, until he is able to admit and accept what he finds, and until he patiently and persistently tries to correct what is wrong? Okay. Now, the Love admit that. and accept is huge, right? So huge. Yeah. Because I got to be okay with the fact that I'm, you know, with my flaws too. You know? I, have to be, I have to admit and accept that I did that thing wrong. See, I can admit it all day long. But unless I truly accept that I did, and that's the process I had to go through with my son. I had to really internally accept that, yes, that was on me. It was my fault. Right? Right, right. And human beings are really good at identifying if another person has truly accepted whether they were wrong or not. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we all have really good disingenuous detectors right Mm -hmm. and if somebody's just saying it so that you'll get off their back we know that pretty pretty well off don't we right yeah no and then and then and then why and then why bother yeah it comes through why bother right why bother if you don't really mean it yeah just like when you've done this work and you and you really 
are in a position where where these steps have begun to change you, um, and and then you can face these people in your life that you have unfinished business with. Um, that's why I think the amends process seems to go so well for so many in so many instances is because it's genuine and it's not that disingenuous. It's, it's like, who the hell are you? Right. And we're, uh, wow. There, you know, th- that authenticness, that yes. genuineness comes through. And it's awesome. You know, and, and that will come do- through in your step 10. If you do the work so that you are, humble and genuine about your admission of wrongdoing. Right. Right. Yeah. And if you haven't honestly experienced what we were just talking about, then you probably need to back it up a little bit and go back some step. You know what I mean? Like, cause if, if by this point you're to step 10 and you really did um, work those first nine thoroughly, then it's probably happening kind of, by default, it's already started. Yep, it's already started to happen. You are correct, and that was it my experience. Yeah, it, it was my because because you've had this opportunity in step nine to be very genuine and authentic in your amends to these people, yep. so that you can then continue to take that into step ten. Amen, man. It's it's cool. That's why they're in order for a reason. <laughs> the big book says step ten which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately, and we make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Amen. You know what's funny, dude? I'm over here chuckling because you're reading that, and I'm thinking about how you were saying, like, when new things crop up, I'm sitting there thinking, like, and they will, and, and it, they will, keep, you know, and it this, will keep happening because the more further I get into my sobriety and into living this program, the more acutely aware I am of myself and the, the situations I'm in, and it's weird. Like, I've I just, I can see it, all these things better. So I'm always like, there's tons of shit to work on, man. There's always so much shit to work on. This section of the big book, when it talks about step 10, brings up another really salient point, which is we need to watch in and ourselves for this selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Sometimes it's going to come up and it doesn't hurt anybody yet. And if we're able to address it, perhaps then those defects, those character defects won't end up hurting somebody. Right. So monitoring, I know now today, and I'm grateful for this, that I have the ability to understand what fear, fear feels like for me and what it feels like when I know I've been dishonest right? or if I see a resentment cropping up or I know what it's like when I've been selfish. I know what that feels like. Because when you're having an overly emotional response to something and you know, you can sense that you you're having like instinct kind of feeling that's the type of thing that you would have acted out on immediately without thinking before. And now you can, catch it before you take that action, you know, before you cause a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Like so, now, so now we know that there's a, there's another purpose here in step 10, which is 
to be of maximum service. That's the way I always think about it is to be max, to be of maximum service to the God of my understanding and the people around me on a daily basis. Right. Step 10 helps me do that. It allows me to continue to be as helpful as I can to be of right. maximum service to the people around me and the God of my understanding. That's I always feel that's like if I'm thing. living, what's that? I'm sorry. No, that, I was just say, that's an important thing because yeah. overall, that's 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 what I'm after here, right? Right. So, step ten. If I if I'm not doing step ten, uh, I, I certainly am not being as helpful as I can. I'm not being of service, right? Right. I look at this process, you know, because it is a daily. Is like you know, through, through it all, through the peaks and valleys and the, and, and the next level up and the next level up, you know, every time we have these milestones and we level up then we skin our knee and we bump our head and we, we make mistakes along the way. And it's, there's a lot of pain involved in the learning, um, how to live this life. Uh, it's, it's developing our character, man, you know, and it's, and it's turning us into the person we're meant to be. So it's all got a purpose. And step 10 is, how we can continue to persevere through this process. Absolutely. That's how we let steam out. You know, I think about it like this, like if I can use a driving analogy prior to working the steps and really working this program, I was much like a driver who was, um, uh, an absolute wreck on the roads, bumping into bu- uh, into people, cutting people off, right, um, and causing havoc because I was only concerned about me. Okay, um, I wanted to get where I wanted to get, and if I cut you off, if I you know tagged your bumper, if I tailgated, if I flicked you off, if I high beamed your ass, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm out to get where I, I need to get. And the rest of you can get bent, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and there was wreckage. There was a lot of wreckage in the wake of that, right? People right. in the ditch, people pissed off, people calling the cops, doing all sorts of crazy stuff because I was a menace, right? In sobriety, in recovery, not only am I not doing that, Right, I'm obeying the traffic laws most of the time. <laughs> Not all the time, but most of the time. I am often allowing other people to come in front of me. I am often being watchful of other drivers and other people on the road so that I can be prepared if there is an unexpected situation. Right. Right. And I am trying to be a good citizen. My overall goal is to be a good citizen of the road so that I can be safe, but so that also everybody else can be safe. So it's not all about Charlie. You're taking other people into consideration. Bingo. Now I'm look, I'm exactly, I'm taking other people into consideration at every moment. And often I'm allowing some grace into that, in, in, into that stream of life and giving other people more consideration. Right. That, to me, is what step 10 is about. It's allowing me to be able to operate on a daily basis where I'm I'm in harmony and I am thinking of you and I'm thinking of other people. And when I make an error, I correct it. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. I think it's funny too, because when you can get to that place and you're just calmer and you're, and you're taking it slower, like you were saying, you know, on the road, you know, it's a good analogy, like letting people in and, and, you know, not, not cutting people off, like taking your time to, do things. It's like, and when I, when I sense myself getting angry and frustrated, I know what that feels like. And I can pray or I can pause 
Right. And I cannot take that anger and frustration out on other people on the road, just like I don't have to take my anger and frustration out on people in my life. Things just go smoother, man. So we're doing this on a daily basis. And somebody practically, and I did this in the beginning, do it every night. You're Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. You make an evaluation. How did today go? Did I hurt anybody? Did I make anybody angry? Was I selfish today? Did I have fear today? There's a lot of really great worksheets that you can use that will allow you to help take an inventory of your day. So if you're at a point where you're working step 10, and I'll include one in the show notes, so if you're listening to this, there'll be a worksheet with show no- in the show notes that will allow you to be able to use that as a guide to do a step 10 every night. Because that's where I started. I needed a regular routine. Was I selfish? Was I angry? Did I hurt people? You know, these things. Right. And what did I do good today? Also, as we set off the top, right? Were there times where I would have acted one way, but I made a better choice? Oh, I need to recognize myself for that. Well, and if you're anything like me, 90% of the time, I'm over here feeling like really I'm being way too hard on myself and people reflect back to me that, you know, absolutely that I should give myself some grace, you know, absolutely. And it's a good opportunity to recognize yourself for doing some good things for being our own worst critic, right? For being helpful, right? For being considerate, for being kind, for putting somebody else first, for recognizing an opportunity to be of service. Those are things that we can do at the end of the day. So again, I'll have that worksheet. Check the show notes. You'll see that. Yes. Increasingly, the goal is to do this on a continual basis throughout the day Mm -hmm. and be mindful of when you feel a character defect, fear or anger or resentment or selfishness and pause before it happens. Reset, make a better choice. That's, that's the to me that's the that's the end goal here right that we're we're operating in a space where we're preempting our character defects yeah i mean it's it's got a, the whole idea behind having having a worksheet or journaling it writing it down every night like is to solidify the habit we want to create a new habit right and then eventually it just becomes the way that we think the, the way, way we operate, operate. that's right, yeah, it, becomes, we, it becomes our default mode. Yeah, and it's an automatic way that we live. And then, then But in the meantime, we're going to train, and, you know, it's going to take time. And, you know, I'm still in that space where some things I'm catching <laughs> before, before, right? I'm, sometimes oh, yeah. I'm catching it before it comes out, and I make a poor choice, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Which then I have to own it, really, really own it, Take responsibility was, for it. That was me the other day. I was literally like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, oh. But I literally was not aware yep. that I was doing anything wrong. That's going to happen, right? So we use step 10 as a vehicle to be able to, in, in the best case scenario, preempt a character defect before it goes awry. And ultimately, if it does go awry own it and make it right. Amen. We got some sober and serious feedback and we've got a new promo, brother. Sweet, sweet. Time now to hear what the sober and serious community says about this week's topic. Every week we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day on sober and serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys. What do you think? We shortened it up a little bit. Hopefully it allows us to get 
Yeah, man. No clickety clack. We'll just get to content. We're getting right down to it. The nitty gritty. That's right. So uh, we had a few topics of the day because it's been a, it's been a minute yeah, since, we, since we've done a topic show. And uh, the first topic I uh, threw out on Facebook, and if uh, you've got one uh, that you want to share, brother, let me know. Uh, the first topic was how do you apply step 10 in your day-to-day affairs? How do you know when you need to admit a wrong? And we use initials to protect the innocent. That's correct. DLM says, keep doing the next right thing. I really like that because it really does make it uber simple. It does. VO says, when I'm driving and find myself upset at another driver, I repeat to myself, my feelings of entitlement on the road is wrong. It helps me share the road. And thank you, VO, for helping flesh out our driving slash step 10 analogy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) P.S. says, by the time I hit 10, I started to realize something. Whereas before I would react, today I usually respond. How is that happening? I have about a five-second pause to consider what I will say. Will I react, a total submission to ego, and and have it come out sideways? Or will I respond, a five-second opportunity to allow my spirituality to give me grace? I am pretty good at admitting my mistakes today. It is rewarding to do so. This is why there should be should rarely be a need to repeat the steps. Ten prevents resentments from festering. Super well said. Yeah, I like that. Super you well that said. Earlier. You said that earlier in the show too. Like, indeed, if you do this correctly, then you shouldn't have to really work formally through one through twelve again. But I mean, that's all. I guess subjective too. Some people and look, you know, um, uh, life is life sits where perfect, uh, 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 you know, before perfect, right? So uh, nobody's going to work these things perfect. Nobody's going to work a perfect step ten all of their lives. You know, ideal state is that we don't have to rework a four and five because we do a ten on a regular basis. Uh, life is not always ideal. Hell no. <laughs> so. You do what you got to do in order to keep your recovery on track. And if that means you go back and do another four and five because some stuff built up, that's what that means. Right. Right. M.A.L. says, by trying to apply the 12 principles of AA in everything I do each day, my moral compass now points me in a new direction that makes me more aware of what I'm doing and how I'm treating others. It's much easier to know when I'm off course and need to make an adjustment, or as I look at it, an amends. Right. PSM says, step 10 is an ongoing act. Sometimes I don't want to admit my side. Then it nags. It's not always comfortable looking at my part. And then, this is my favorite, AA is this person's initials, which is funny. (laughs) AA says, (laughs) joke's on you, I'm never wrong. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) I like it. That made me laugh. I don't know if that would be nice or not. You know? Like, because if you're always right. Then no, right? I, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, no. You never yeah, learn anything. Yeah, that's true. You're Good like, point. what do you mean? Of course it would be awesome. <laughs> no, no, that's funny. I was like, I don't know if that would be nice. And I didn't quite know what you were saying there. But yeah, I, I agree, dude. Like, uh, how boring would that be? I don't know. Let me ask. Well, like, for every lesson that's tough, that has pain attached to it, that hurts, it's followed up by this awesomeness that you wouldn't have experienced such awesomeness without that preceding painful lesson. No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. The next topic of the day was the first part of step 10 says to 
continue to take personal inventory. What's your continual inventory process look like? AEW says, I try to catch myself in the moment and say a quick prayer. As well, it's a bit backwards, but I reflect in the morning on the way to work for the previous day and pray to the best I can, pray to the to be the best person I can be that day and to have God take any thoughts of using drugs or drinking alcohol. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. J.B. says, Nikon, the Japanese method of self-reflection. What did I give today? What did I receive today? What harm, if any, did I cause for others or myself today? I like that. Nikon, N-A-K-A-N. Really cool. Right. I like that. And the last topic, which I think is really helpful when it comes to step work is literature, right? What kind of literature? We, we read out of the 12 by 12, the big book. Those are great resources obvious for obvious reasons for 12-step uh, work. But there's other, other literature that can be helpful. So, K, uh, sorry, CM says, the living, living the life God has planned, a guide to knowing God's will. TR says the big book and the 12 steps and 12 traditions rock on MAL says life recovery Bible DJ says I found the secret to step 10 I found in the last paragraph of step 10 I started using these sheets and after two weeks developed a strong 10 and 11 practice. So he's actually included on this some prayer sheets. So prayer and meditation seats. Uh, I like that. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, he's actually talking a little bit about step 11 there um, instead of step 10, but nonetheless, uh, 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 CLF or otherwise known as Christopher Lee Falk. Yes. Says, Perseverance. Maintain serenity in the midst of any circumstance. The source of this serenity comes from within and is therefore always available. The essence of the truth in this verse is that circumstances don't determine our emotions and actions unless we allow them. The power of choice resides within us. The challenge is always to maintain a state of stillness and calm even in the midst of of chaos. This paradoxical balance is symbolized by the opposing energies of the yin and yang. This practice will develop the skills of self-mastery within us. The Tao states that when we allow ourselves to be blown to and fro by the changing circumstances in our lives, we are no longer centered by our root and we become restless and vulnerable. Yeah. That's some Tao De Ching. Awesome. And I'm going to put a plug in. Buddy C hosts a, a Tao De Ching podcast. So if you're interested in that spiritual literature and that spiritual practice, the Tao De Ching hosted by Buddy C is highly recommended. TK says, page 86 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. My sponsor had me reading that page every single day at the beginning, plus step 10 out of the 12 by 12, 12 steps and 12 traditions. Rock on, you guys. Thank you so much. Well done. I love it when we get all this feedback. Absolutely. And we got some calls too, brother. It's time once again to take some calls from the Way Out Podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference. So we here at the Way Out Podcast extend a heartfelt thank you for your contribution. So let's bring on the calls. Yeah. Hi, step 10. My favorite line in the big book is from the step, and we have ceased fighting anything, 
or anyone. I tell you, it brings a great peace to stop fighting myself, other people, situations, etc. That's the essence of resentments, of course, is to get lost in them. And that's how we lose our sobriety very often. But in any case, how I do this in my daily life is I, I try to keep my gifts clean. That's what Step 10 does for me. It keeps the, the work I've done from the previous steps intact so I don't have to go back and do Step 4, 5, 8, 9 all over again. And, um, and I can also move transition into Step 11. It's like the connective prism between the previous steps and the very next Step 11. Keeping my gifts clean. Um, someone wrote that, why should we bring our gifts to God if we still have an occasion against our brother? So we need to clear up our side of the street and to the best of our ability. You know, no one does it perfectly, I'm sure. I sure don't. But, you know, that's how it looks like for me. It is a miracle to be able to do that. It's not on my own ability that I can work the step, but it is me that has to be willing to do it. So the we program is you, me, and God. That's how it looks like to me. So great show, guys. Keep doing the good work. My name is Timothy, and I'm a grateful recovering alcoholic. Sober by the grace of God, 29 years. Peace out. Bye. Timothy, thank you, brother. I cannot thank, thank you enough for calling in. That was fantastic. And I, I got, love – go ahead. I got the part right here that he uh, was talking about, and that's funny that he mentioned it, actually, because um, I didn't have, like, a topic, and you had mentioned, like, if I had anything that was topic on Sober and Serious to share, blah, blah, blah. But I did actually share this portion of the big book uh, on that most recent post that I put on social media calling to the public to leave us a message. And it goes as follows. It's the 10th step promises, chapter six, page 84 to 85. And we have ceased fighting anyone or anything or anything or anyone, even alcohol for by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as if from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in spiritual fit condition. Fit spiritual condition. <laughs> and that's a huge that's a huge promise that comes out of step ten. Much is said of the step nine promises. This right, and we huge, even just said that huge earlier. Yeah, that. man. This is a huge promise that comes out of step ten. We were talking earlier about how if we work the first nine, right, right, that like this should kind of happen organically. It'll just kind of happen on its own. And that's exactly what it's saying here. And that's, yeah, it's a great part. And, yeah, like I said, it's on our Facebook page. It's like the most recent post on our Facebook page. Absolutely. At 84 and 85 in the big book. If you don't have a big book and you're working the 12 steps, get a big book. Um, yeah, it's kind of crucial. Pretty important. <laughs> And so 84 to 85 uh, is that section. Again, those are, that's one of those promises on the front end. If somebody would tell me and you will cease fighting ever, you know, I, I you know, I'd look at you like you were, you know, uh, from, uh, you know, a completely different planet galaxy or what that, that, that can't happen. The reality is these are byproducts of the work that we're doing. Yeah. Like, or or like products. Or I would have thought that you were like a pussy or something. Yeah, like right. why? <laughs> like yeah. what? Like why aren't you standing up for yourself? <laughs> like you're being a pushover. You're being a little pacifist. No, 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 no doubt about it. No doubt about control, it. I can't control anything except me. <laughs> 
brother thank you, thank you so thank much you. it was it was a it was an amazing uh episode as usual yeah and again check the show notes for those worksheets that i'm gonna attach otherwise everybody out there and wait out podcast land to be good and we will talk to you next time hey man you guys take care now thank you for being a part of the way out we appreciate your ears we're sharing powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics every week so keep listening up if you would like to reach out to the show you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com that's wayoutcast all one word dot com There you can subscribe to The Way Out Podcast on all of the major podcast aggregators, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, and more. Or simply drop your hosts a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time, and remember, if you don't change, your sobriety date will.